feminine hijinks where we're here to reinvent the Avasada 40 with sass, crass, and, and kicking ass. Yeah. Happy 4th of July. I'm Angie Bailey. <laughs> and I'm Susie Schubert. And we've just decided to rename this holiday Gen Dependence Day. Gen Dependence Day. I love that so much. In fact, we're going to be sharing a gin and tonic in a few short hours, and I'm really excited about that. I know, I am too. You know, I can't decide if gin dependence sounds like a holiday or sounds like, you know, a, a detox clinic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope, my friend. It is. But, uh, <laughs> it is. Ooh. So yep, anyway, yep. so yeah, so we're excited today because we're going back to Walnut Grove. Yeah, like I said, yee-haw. Did they say yee-haw in Pioneer Days? Or is that more of a cowboy know. thing? That's more of like a Wild West. I don't think Minnesota was the Wild West so much. <laughs> yeah, they certainly <laughs> wouldn't be letting their bootstraps down and going yee-haw. Yeah, I don't know. Mr. Up. Edwards had a couple of drinks. He might have. <laughs> he'd be whistling man. that oh, damn Tucker. <laughs> Oh, God. I loved it when he was sort of sick and they thought he was going to die, but he didn't. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. They, they played the really, like, sad, morose version of old Dan Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally his theme song. It is. It is. I love it. You know what? He combed his hair with a wagon wheel. That's all. He did. He That's all I got to say. <laughs> and he washed his face in a frying pan. <laughs> or with a frying pan. I don't know. <laughs> Let me wash your face with this here frying pan. Kong. Oh, gosh. So Susan and I have been watching all the old Little House episodes from the beginning because we love it so much. And we were taken by one particular episode. And it's one, the one that Nellie Olson is introduced into the storyline. And so we thought it would be a perfect opportunity to go back and talk about that episode because it's such a mean girls theme that's kind of throughout in a million different ways. Totally. And obviously, as women, we can unfortunately relate to the whole mean girl thing. I'm sure all of us had to deal with it at some point in grade school, middle school, even high school, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it is interesting. And, um, you know, also, as we always say, as as women of the Gen X generation, we know that people love to talk about these old shows. I mean, these shows were such a huge part of our growing up, especially as latchkey kids. We all watched a ton of TV when we got home from school or whatever. So we just latched on to these, <laughs> these shows or we hitched on to the wagon. We did. Yeah. We hitched. You know, those those Ingalls girls were never latchkey kids because mom was always home making bread and you know, cleaning the outhouse and doing all that moss stuff. Sewing, making a dress, you know, whipping it up, whipping up whipping a dress. Whipping up the dress, yes. Having to look at that Carrie who won't stop smiling. <laughs> Jesus. With food coming out of her mouth. Food coming out of her mouth. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Not my favorite character, but that's for another episode. She's kind of like little Oliver on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> she is. She is. She's totally Oliver. She's like, I. well, we can't say that it really jumped the shark when Carrie came on because she was there on the first episode. <laughs> what was, I was trying to remember that adjective that some guy used to describe Oliver. 
Remember? Oh, oh he gosh. was the usurper <laughs> of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Shane, we laughed so hard. <sighs> I like to think of him as the interloper. The interloper. I guess those are nouns. I, I Not adjectives. Well, yeah. Well, we can. It's our show. We can make it whatever we want. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yes. So anyway, yes, that's what we're talking about. But before we get into the uh, Walnut Grove uh, city limits or town limits or whatever, they don't even have a sheriff or a jail. They have nothing. (laughs) They have nothing. So before we head over to Walnut Grove, I want to ask you about your poop. What's Ah. going on these days? What's your poop? What's the poop? Well, the poop scoop. Uh, I realized I was laughing because on our podcast from last week, as you remember, we talked about obsessions. Mm. And that kind of came up as a topic because I was obsessed with something. And then I realized that I never even talked about it on the podcast. Oh, oh, oh do tell. <laughs> Just goes to show how many obsessions I really have. It's a problem. It might be oh. gin dependence. No. <laughs> Has had an obs- you do like a gin and tonic. I That's do. That's maybe a summer obsession, but really it's year round. No, I don't drink li- them all Don't year lie. Round. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we always need to be refreshed. It's either refreshing in the spring and summer, or it's like a pine tree drink in the winter. Yes. You can find an excuse to drink it every season. That is for show. show. So anyway, this obsession that I have. Okay, so all of you probably know by now that I am completely obsessed with anything Lord of the Rings. Really? I hadn't heard. (laughs) And Ange puts up with me because she could care less about it. And I'm always rambling on about it or making references to it. And she just is sweet enough to just nod her head and go along and laugh. Um, (laughs) Because I love you. And I love you, too. And one of these days, I'll, I'll strap her down and make her watch it. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. You can't keep my eye, can't keep my eyelids open, though. <laughs> I'll prop them open like clockwork orange. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so since I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings, it seems like any time anybody makes anything or creates anything that has sort of a Lord of the Rings feel or theme, I am a sucker. I will like snatch that thing up and you don't even have to think about it. So sure enough, because Facebook knows me, this little ad came up for these mythology, they're called mythology candles. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a, it's about... it focuses on different stories or whatever, but one of them is Lord of the Rings. Mm. And obviously, it's obvious that she can't, like, name the candles, the actual names of the characters, but there's one called the Ranger, who is basically (laughs) Aragorn's candle scent. And it had me at the description, which is war-beaten leather, earthen leaves, Aged bourbon with notes of citrus, clove, cinnamon, <laughs> and sweet vanilla. <gasps> oh my gosh. Do you suppose that's what he really smells like? I All think he's probably those. a little stinkier than that. Yeah, after running for three days straight <laughs> in his sweaty jerkins or <laughs> jerkins, jerkins. That, that houses his gherkins. <laughs> I- is jerkins even a word? I feel like it's an old tiny word for pants, but I could just be making <laughs> You're thinking about what is that? Jeggings. Are <laughs> sure he wasn't wearing jeggings? Well, Legolas the elf was wearing jeggings for sure. He had little tights on. 
those probably weren't too fresh either. Although he was an elf. I did actually order an elf candle too. So Aww, there it is. That's I just, I'm so excited. And it's on its way. So I will tell you how Aragorn smells. If it smells really like I think Aragorn is going to smell. Hopefully it's not like Gwyneth's vagina candle. Ew! No. <laughs> I don't think so. Next time you come over, if I have that thing burning, I'll be like, what's happening? Are you giving pap smears in here? <laughs> Susie needs to jump into that wash tub oh at my gosh. Walnut Grove. I can't wait for to hear all about the wax candle and, and you waxing poetic <laughs> about oh, the candle. Oh, baby. So, all right. Well, yeah. what about your poop, girl? Uh, well... As anyone knows who's been listening to the show, I'm a dental phobe who is on her way to a full recovery. That is so, for damn sure. Yeah, root canal did it. Right? Fillings did it. Filling fillings did it without having to take um uh what is that medicine that I take uh, when I go in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Valium. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Nice. Nice. So yeah, so there's that. But anyway, so they had scheduled me for a cleaning in a week from now. And now I'm thinking it's sort of a preventative thing. Why should I go or should I not go? Because when I was there last time, I had to sign this long scroll of a document <laughs> telling hear me. Hear ye, hear, <laughs> hear ye. ye. This is how you will die if you come get a teeth cleaning at the dentist. <laughs> but it's all this like COVID-19 warning words and talking about how <sighs> when you're sitting in the chair, that water could splash out of somebody else's mouth and land on you. And what? Like, you know, when they're rinsing your mouth out with that thing. What, so you're you sitting next to other people? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it splashes a long way. I don't know. But they... they, they yes, yes. They're covering their asses, making sure that they that oh I agree. God. I walk into my cleaning knowing that these are all possibilities. And so I'm thinking, do I need a cleaning that bad? I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, you just got your hair cut. And I have a haircut appointment in a couple of weeks. I know that's different than getting your teeth cleaned. Yeah, it's totally different, I feel like. Yeah, but um, it's, you know, I, I you can't get more invasive than having your mouth wide open. Well, of course, right. Yeah. Like that's one of the main avenues, right, that you can get this thing. Exactly. Oh, so, my God, yeah. I have to interject. My husband is trying to stay out of the podcast and he's crawling through. Oh, but nobody's going to see him but me. <laughs> it's not recorded. Like the yeah, video. I'm, I'm recording. I'm not up in my usual third story of the Schloss because it's way no. too hot up there. So I'm set Ugh. up at the kitchen table and <laughs> my husband just crawled through. I like thinking room. of I like thinking of Corey doing the worm across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt interrupt your oh, uh, dental dilemma but I have yeah. to say I myself have a cleaning coming up and mm. I too I hadn't thought much of it but now that you say that I'm like yeah I I wonder myself but you know what I think I'm gonna do hmm. my dental hygienist who I've seen for years and years just happens to be a friend of mine so I might send her a little message and say what do you think? I mean, obviously, this is your job, but how do you feel about it? And just see what she says, and I can report that back to you. I would love that. If you can do this within the next couple of days, that would be great, because I don't want to be a last-minute cancellation. <laughs> I know. They would appreciate so, that, I'm sure. I know. So anyway, so that's my poop. It's not anything that that big, but you know, 
It's, no, but I'm sure, you know, it's just another real life thing that we're all kind of wondering how to get back into life. So exactly. And if we were back on the prairie, Doc Baker would be chasing us around with some pliers. And that yeah. is not and COVID or not. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah, there would be no, not. there would be, there would be no cavity filling. They probably just yanked them whenever there was this tooth hurts. All right, well, we better get rid of it. Yank. Yes, and then you have a giant hole there, and you're you're screwed. Like I don't, yeah. They <laughs> did you hear them talk about on one episode how Mrs. Olson has false teeth? Oh yeah, I was really surprised about that. Me too. And then I kept looking in her mouth because the actress doesn't have false teeth, but you know, <laughs> I was just curious from that point on. So well, they were so you know rich. She probably could afforded to have could have afforded to have false teeth. Oh, I'm because, sure. Because, you know, she and her daughter Nellie were kind of mean girls, weren't, weren't they? Both. They were mean girls, definitely. But you know what? You don't have to be rich to buy Lumi deodorant, do you? No. I am so amazed. I'm sure a lot of them could have used uh, Lumi deodorant back then. And oh, honestly, yes. I wonder if they could have whipped it up because what we love about Lumi is that it's so natural. Mm-hmm. So if they had the right ingredients, they could have probably been way ahead of their time. And yes. made some Lumi in Lumi deodorant for your pits and stinky butts. And you know what's really exciting about Lumi right now mm. is they have two new smells that sound amazing. They have coconut crush and clean tangerine. I sound like I want to add some rum to that <laughs> and have myself a cocktail. A cocktail in your underarm. In my under, <laughs> it's like a cocktail in your underarms. <laughs> So that's awesome. So have you tried the new scents? I haven't yet, but I did just order the soap because you'd been talking so much about it and I want to try it and the wipey wipes. Mm, So they have deodorant wipes. I don't think they're butt wipes. I think they're like underarm wipes or stinky bit wipes, which is still your butt. But you know what I mean. But right. don't but, try to like use it after you go to the bathroom and flush it because that's probably not. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. You can order Lumi anytime you'd like by going to feminineheijinkspodcast.com and clicking on the little Lumi ad. And when you do that, you get entered for a drawing for a free Lumi stiff. Too. Gotta love so that's free. exciting. Yeah. Just think about it. If they had Lumi wipes back then, they could just drop it right on into that outhouse hole. They wouldn't have to worry about flushing it. No, absolutely not. And, you know, if they if Pa made Lumi, they would have to be like wheat scented because that's all he grew was wheat. Wheat scented <laughs> deodorant wipes. And Laura's favorite scent would be lemon lemon verbena. Lemon verbena. Like Miss Beetle's perfume. Aww. I love Miss Beetle's armpits. They smell like lemon verbena. <laughs> well, Mr. Edwards would definitely be making a cocktail he up would. in his armpit. <laughs> Moonshine, moonshine, Lumi. <laughs> so, did you watch Little House on the Prairie a lot when you were a kid, Ange? Oh, hell yes! It's it was a staple. Like, <laughs> I who love didn't... that you say hell yes because it's such a religious show. <laughs> I know. Well, by golly, yes, I did. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yes, I did. I loved it, and you know, it ran from seventy four to eighty three. Three, I think it's nine seasons, 74 to 83. Yes. Yeah. And so that was like prime time for me. I was like from ages four to 13. And so it was, I think, a Sunday night show when it was on. Oh, probably. That would make yeah. sense. 
Yep, yep, yep. And then, uh, of course, whenever it was on, you know, reruns and whatnot, I would watch it. And it was one of those shows where you could like hop in during any season, any episode, and you you kind of knew what was going on because you already, you know, you'd watched it a million times. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah, yeah. How about you? Well, I did watch it. I don't remember <laughs> religiously watching it all the time, but I do remember seeing it quite often. Like, I mm-hmm. obviously know all about... Uh, you know, all the characters and everything. But re-watching it, it's fun because there are so many details and things I don't remember. Like, how did they meet this person? And how did this person get introduced into the show? And so yeah. that's been really, really fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot. And I'm up, well, I think we're both up to season two now. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's good. It's, I I didn't realize, I guess I didn't appreciate like how much of a goody goody Mary was to the point where she kind of bugs me. And oh that Ma God. is kind of the same way. She's like a mini <laughs> mini Ma. <laughs> and Don't then Laura's more like Pa. Yes. He's like the whole pint and she's like the half pint. <laughs> and Carrie's just the usurper. <laughs> she's the usurper. She <laughs> just hangs out in the corner and grins and eats corn on the cob. That's all she does. <laughs> or that eel stew or snake stew. Oh, God. With it coming out of her mouth. <laughs> so gross (laughs) but yeah so but the episode that we watched country girls was actually episode three of season one and it was the episode where the girls first go to school in walnut grove and it's when they first meet uh, nelly and it's also when mrs ingles ma meets mrs olsen which is another mean girl situation Seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny when you like, I hadn't thought about that until you brought it up that they're both the mean girls. Like Mrs. Olsen is the mean girl of the town, Mm -hmm. the adult. And then Nellie is the kid mean girl. And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Like, yes. (laughs) Seriously. They're both going to be like that. Yeah. Did you, did you have to deal with a lot of mean girls in school? Well, here's the thing. Like I moved around a lot growing up and you know, we never had a lot of money, so I never had like name brand clothes too much. And so I think in, in middle school, there was some of that, but middle yeah. school just kind of sucks ass anyway. I mean, it's just <laughs> terrible. But that's when, and you're talking about like early 80s. Yeah. And everybody Ugh. wanted name brand everything. And it was like yuppie central everywhere you went. And so I, it was, it was not a good place for, you know, me and my Kmart jeans. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. Like of all the times, I mean, I think there's always a little bit of that in every generation of kids Mm -hmm. wanting what other kids have. But yeah, I would imagine like if you could do a study, the 80s were probably the worst for that because it was so much like it's cool now to have vintage clothes or used Mm -hmm. clothes. Back then it was not like you had to have the Jordache jeans or Whatever, you know. Yeah, that's totally true. And remember, they showed up at school, and immediately Nellie looks at them and is like, country girls. Yeah. Wow. And then they all start, like, chanting something or long-legged snipes or something. Like, but here's the what confused me. Why did all the other kids chant? Because most of them are country kids, too. I know. It didn't make I a lot of sense, I thought that was weird. Did it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. so, too. But, you know, I think it's kind of like that age-old thing. Like, whatever Nellie says, people kind of go along with because that's what people did with those mean girls. She's a bully. Yeah, she's a bully. And people don't want to stand up 
to her mm-hmm. because then she they'd be the ones getting bullied. I mean, I right. remember I had like kind of a mean girl group in my campfire girl troop. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, you know, there were a couple of us that just didn't quite seem fit in, you know, mm-hmm. so they would kind of go off on their own. And you always knew that they were probably like laughing about us or whatever. And it wasn't the kind of thing that I like hated or I felt like they outwardly picked on me, but it was just this feeling of just not belonging. And then there was a girl in my middle school who was really mean to me too. And then uh, what's funny though is in middle school, the, the group, the campfire group, a lot of those girls stayed friends in middle school, junior high, and they were still kind of like that. And mm-hmm. I still felt sort of on the outside. But the interesting thing is one of the girls that was kind of in that group for a while, she and I became best friends and she's still one of my great friends now. Aww. So it just goes to show that that stuff, you know, comes and goes and one minute people hate each other and the next minute. I mean, it's so middle school, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. And Mrs. Olson was the same way with mom when she came in and tried to sell her eggs the first time. And she's like, well, we pay four cents less for the brown eggs. But then Ma knew that that was untrue. She was just, you know, trying to be mean because Laura and Nellie got into a fight the day before. And it was just back. And and Ma, who's like God fearing woman, was back home cross stitching with anger <laughs> I know. she it was like oh my gosh yeah i mean no matter like no matter how much of a you know calm collected um you know person who feels like she's got her act together people can push your buttons and you're going to be angry cross stitching <laughs> And Just that's saying. when you get those cross-stitching, those beautiful cross-stitch things that say, fuck you or whatever. I love those. Yes. I think those are hilarious. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. Ma, you know, when you watch these shows, you see what a badass Ma is. And, mm-hmm. you know, she may be, you know, high and mighty, but she'll come out with some pretty amazing barbs to mm-hmm. get her point across. And I I loved that. I think it was, I thought it was so funny for sure. I did but, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously we know as adults and we know as looking back at our experiences and also watching Nellie on Little House on the Prairie, it's like she takes one look at those, look at both those girls and she's like competition, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. same with Mrs. Olson. Mm-hmm. They're jealous and scared because of whatever kind of energy or prettiness or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're putting out, they're mm-hmm. just like, uh-oh, this person's going to get attention. And that attention right. is being taken away from me, whether you're the new person, whether you're the glamorous person or whatever, you know, it's yeah. just like so ridiculous. Absolutely. And I remember telling my, especially my daughter, I think girls just deal with this a lot more than boys do, that when people are like that to you, it's because they are hurting inside. They don't have enough self-confidence. They don't have, right. um, they, they can't just be fully themselves because they have to hurt someone else to make themselves feel better. And I know when you're in the situation, that's hard to understand, or it's even, it's, it's like, well, yeah, but I'm still hurt. You yeah, know, it doesn't take the hurt away. Right. But if you can look at it with compassion, say, well, they must be hurting a lot in order to be lashing out like that. Totally. You know? So, yeah, but I loved how Laura comes home and she's like, Pa, you would have loved it. I I, I did unto others, but probably not the way you would like me to. <laughs> but she pushed Nelly down in the dirt. <laughs> I know, that was so great. It's Do like she was going to stand up for herself right away. I know, I so know. Did, have you ever showed up somewhere where you felt just completely out of place? 
I don't know. I never do a lot of fancy things, I guess. I mean, yeah. so I don't, I don't really go to a lot of places. I think, thankfully, like the more I've the more, the more I've aged, the more confident I feel in myself. And I feel like confidence is really the most beautiful thing you can wear. And it's the, it's the, it, and it draw, it draws people to you. So I guess it, as an adult, not as much, although I, I'm sure that there were cases, but not anything that I can remember right now. How about you? Well, I know I've told the story before about that party I showed up to. I got invited to that. hello, senior, goodbye, sophomore party. And the guy that I had a crush with for like seven years of my life was going to be at this party. Mm. (laughs) Remember that story? And then the Mm -hmm. his it was at his friend's house. And he told me to be there at a certain time. At this point, I didn't have my driver's license yet. And so my mom had to drive me. And my girlfriend that was going to go with me called like got sick at the last minute so she couldn't come with me and I was Mm -hmm. like come hell or high water I'm going to this party that I was like I couldn't believe I was invited to then I get there and I am the first person there oh to the point where the the guy who is having the party opens the door and right behind him is the staircase coming down from upstairs and the boy that I had the huge crush on was coming down in a towel right out of the (gasps) shower Oh, no. So I had to come in there and sit around while they were still setting up the party. It was the worst. I still get those same feelings when I talk about it now. And then there was another time, probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago, we got invited to a party of an old friend of mine, kind of a rocker guy, you know, from my rocker days. Mm -hmm. And um, we went and same thing. We got there way early. It's like, don't go to a party at the time they tell you to go, people. Go at least half an hour to 45 minutes after because that's what <laughs> happened. And so I'm in there like helping him set up the party because I just felt so ridiculous. Ah, it was just yeah. the worst. I mean, I've done that too. We're not kind of notoriously early to things. Or, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I, we'd rather be like the first people there and stay for a while and then leave than be there all night long yeah. just because, you know, we, we don't really stay out till two in the morning or whatnot. I might have in an earlier age, but yeah, I, I, I can't think of a situation like that, but I just know I was kind of dorky. So I, that, that stuff must have happened to me in some way. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez well, I do Louise. remember going to parties like in my high school where there was like a keg or something and I didn't really drink. So I uh-huh. felt kind of out of place there. Yeah, but it's not too. like anybody made me feel that way, but I just was kind of like, okay, this feels a little weird. So I could feel how they those girls felt on their first day of school, you know? Yes, do you yes. actually remember your first day of school? Um, From first grade or kindergarten? Yeah, either one. Like your first day of school, do you have any memories? You know, I don't. But I was, you know, I always loved school. So I can't imagine that I was nervous or afraid. I was probably pretty excited. And when I moved around, I had a lot of first days of school where I met people a lot of times. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I found that if I was friendly and tried to make find somebody that could be a friend like on the first day and kind of latch on to them then I would be fine and so I never really here's the only thing that made me feel nervous my first name is Francis and I go by Angie and Angela is my middle name but 
in a new school, they just see Francis and they're calling Roll and they say Francis. Right. And to that point, that was like an old lady name. Oh. I mean, now those names are all in fashion, all those old yeah, fashioned names. It's a beautiful and name. I love that name. Yeah, it's my grandmother's name, my mom's name. It's just, it's a family name. And so I remember if we ever had a substitute too, I would go and I would whisper before class started oh. and said, this is what I go by. Because every time they called Francis, everybody looked around and kind of giggled. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I know, yes. Do you remember oh, those Francis gosh. the Badger books? No. They were popular in the 70s and 80s about this little badger named Francis. And she had parents and a friend. And they were all like um, a friend for Francis. They all had these like little, it was always, Francis was always in the title. And I remember being in elementary school and checking out every one of those books from oh. the library because it made me feel good to know that there was somebody else out there with my name. And they didn't make fun of her. Oh, and she was so a cute sweet. little badger. <laughs> Never That's mind adorable. that those animals are completely, you know, ferocious in the wild. You are ferocious in the wild, girl. Oh, I guess I am. Yes. <laughs> Frances. When she left home for school, she probably went through the woods and, you know, killed a couple of people with her long claws. And I'm afraid of badgers. <laughs> I always get kind of confused between badgers and raccoons. Like, what's the difference? A raccoon has the little mask and the long tail. And they have the little hands. Have you yeah, ever seen the videos of them really eating cute. grapes? Yeah. Yeah. And badgers are kind of, look like little bears almost. They're kind of scary looking. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, so, funny. yeah. So that's that's the badger. The Do badger. You your, the badass badger. The badass badger at your service. What is your <laughs> first day of school? Tell me about your um, first day of school, Susie. Well, it's weird because I actually have a lot of memories. Like I just really remember being dropped off in kindergarten and I was excited too. I wasn't one of, I remember looking around and seeing a lot of kids crying and wondering why they were crying. I couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I really remember like quiet time. I remember having to lie down on that mat and yeah. even then going, how the hell is anybody going to sleep? Like we were supposed to actually sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you exactly. remember that? I remember the mats. They folded up. Oh, my God. And then they had little blankets, too, that they would pass out. Yeah. You know what's really kooky is I mm. remember there was a loft in my kindergarten room that you could climb up the ladder and go hang on the top. Oh, my God. Talk about, like, okay, the germy blankets filled with lice, probably, and the death-defying ladder that you had to climb and maybe fall off of that loft. Did it's you feel like, like half-pint? <laughs> Such a different. I was too scared to go up there. Oh my god! I was a very cautious child. Oh Jesus! Well, you wouldn't have seen me hanging by my knees outside over that gravel ground on the playground, no. monkey bars. No way, man. God, no, me either. Me either. But I, I thought I thought of something else that because we moved so much um, and I was constantly the first day of school, like my mom never treated it like anything special. Like, let me walk you in. Oh. And so when we moved to Florida, I was. Mm, I started 11th grade. I was like 16, maybe. And she dropped me off. And she's like, okay, well, find a, find a ride home. I'm oh like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I had to, like, quickly make some friends that lived near me. <laughs> like that, that day. Car. It's like, that do you day. have a car? Will you be my friend? 
I know. And the girl that, that became my friend who took me home became like my best friend at that school. Aww. And I just saw her when I went back to Florida a couple months ago. And we worked at the ice cream parlor together. And it was just, she's awesome. So that is that amazing. Actually That's a great turned, story. So I should thank my mom for, you know, just dropping me off with no concern <laughs> for my I safety guess. or well-being. <laughs> that <laughs> thanks mom oh that is hilarious yeah but anyway so yeah so in general i think little house has been super duper fun to watch and it does make us reflect back on the way things were for us at that age and also like how things are different nowadays and how things are the same nowadays because there's a good bit of both Yes, very much so. I mean, obviously, the differences are just what they had to deal with and do every day Mm -hmm. just to survive and, you know, walking all that way to school every day and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff, that tiny little schoolhouse and how crazy that was and what a big deal it was if you had your own slate, you know? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But again, like still... Yeah, still dealing with the mean girl thing, still still dealing with something brand new and how you're going to fit in and mm-hmm. all of that and standing up for yourself. Yes, so, yes. It's, a lot it's of been good fun. It's been a fun little wagon ride it's down memory lane. Yes. Speaking of wagon rides, I think about like riding on that wagon must have been so hard on your tailbone and there were no chiropractors back then. And, and I was thinking about like how much that would hurt my back. Oh, my God, they probably didn't have bras. I would have had to, like, hold my boobs. You know when you go up and down, if you run up and down yes. the stairs? or you, uh-huh. you have to, <laughs> you have to like, boobs. hold your boobs when you're not wearing a bra? I don't think Ma, Ma was not that well endowed. I don't think she really had to worry about that very much. And then I thought about that damn episode where uh, the whatever guy that was going to, that came into town with all that corn seed and his wife was pregnant. Yeah. And they were going to be leaving, and she was in that in that wagon and i'm like oh my god she's gonna go into premature birth how many, with all that god, jumping around I never thought about that how many women do you think like pooped out that baby on the road because they were being jostled so much by those wagons? Uh, all these all, i know all these preemies oh my god the, those, those are called wagon wheel babies wagon wheel babies Oh, my Lord. So anyway, thanks for going down memory lane with us. We so enjoyed it. And we'd like to talk about Little House more now and again, just because we enjoy it so much. And and we found that it's a really great topic for this podcast and all you Gen X ladies. In so many ways. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So do we know what we've got on the burner next week? (laughs) Of course not. We've we've just been, you know, sloughing it off in Walnut Grove. We just have not. We've been stuck. We've been stuck. I don't know. Back in time. Back in time. Maybe we'll talk about, you know, jobs at the old mill and and (laughs) give each other lumber cutting tips or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe you could teach me how to make a church social dress out of a burlap sack. Maybe I can. Maybe my candle will be here by then. And then we can make our own essential oil candles that smell like all the different characters (laughs) from (laughs) Little House on the Prairie. Oh, paw. Sweat. Blood, sweat, and tears. Tears and apple fritters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ma would smell like lye from the soap. (laughs) Smells like lye. And and, yeah. And baking powder biscuits. 
and like the hum of the sewing machine. I guess she, it wouldn't have been uh, electric was, though. No, she, was, she would smell like the sound. She would smell like a needle going through a fabric. <laughs> well, that's how these descriptions are, like of this war-beaten leather. What is war-beaten? How does that smell any different than regular <laughs> regular leather? Yeah, I know, I know. Oh my gosh, we could totally come up with our. We could make some soaps or something out of Little House on the Prairie scents. <laughs> oh man, Lemon my, verbena. My wagon wheels are spinning. Oh gosh, they are, aren't they? Can't sl- can't slow us down. Well, anyway, so next week we don't know what we're going to be talking about, hold but it's going to be good. <laughs> hold on, hold on to your boobs. Pull up your bootstraps. And we're going to be back next week as we are every Monday on FeminineHijinksPodcast.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and TuneIn. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget Patreon. Don't forget. Don't forget. All right, guys. Well, we love you. We'll see you next week. Love another indoor sports. XOXO. Bye. Bye.